Rotation podcast. Bit of a quiet spell in the NFL calendar, but we're back bringing you as much content as possible. The NFL has just released its schedule, of course, and we're here for a bit of analysis. Only so much you can say about a schedule. You don't know what a team is going to look like um, by week one, by by the start of proper training camp, let alone week seven and beyond. But it's always fun. Not too much else going on uh, this time of the year, and we can we can sort of tell where the hard stretches are and and stuff like that. So let's get right into it. Unfortunately, no Ashley Cadell today. Just joined by. Reese Davidson. Reese, how do you think the episode's going to fare without a certain Mr. Ashley? I reckon we might get about 15 listeners instead of the usual 12. Yeah, a little three-person three bump. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> um, first question to you. What is a one game on that whole NFL schedule, that whole big list? What's the one game you're looking forward to the most? Well, usually the first game I look for on the schedule is the Chiefs game the Bills Chiefs game but mm. when I looked I clocked that the week before we've got the Eagles in Philadelphia and that's going to be the first time that Josh Allen plays against Jalen Hurts mm. and you could almost say the a bit like for like in how they play they're both very physical with the running game for they sure both play the long ball so I think that's going to be a real interesting matchup and it will be exciting to see who comes out on top of that quarterback battle so for that reason the game I'm most looking forward to is Bills versus Eagles in Philly. Should be an absolute blockbuster two teams that are amongst the favourites to make it and to win the Super Bowl so yeah absolutely great start to the show. I'm looking forward to most uh, doubleheader. They're, um, they're doing the Monday Night Football double he- doubleheaders at the start of the season again. Not exactly sure why. The two games starting an hour within each other, but nothing better than having two tellies on, two games that get in the primetime treatment. Week two, you've got Saints-Panthers. Interesting divisional ma- match-up. See how Derek, Kef, uh, Derek Carr fares in New Orleans for the first time. We'll see Bryce Young for the first time in primetime as well. And then the other game that night is the steelers Brown. Rounds. Big AFC North division rivalry matchup, of course. I think the Steelers will be in amongst the AFC playoff race this year, and I think the Browns will be too. And it's always nice to, um, to you know, root against Deshaun Watson and, and all of that stuff that went on there. Let's get into it though. We're going to start off. Let's have a look at the international games. This year there are five again, three in the UK again, and two in Germany this year as opposed to the one last year. First up is uh, Falcons Jags in um, at Wembley Stadium. That is obviously Jaguars got their ties to Wembley. Then the week after is Jags versus your team, the Buffalo Bills. So the Jaguars, and this is the first time it's ever happening in the NFL, are coming for a two-week stretch over to London, playing back-to-back games. Do you think that will be an an advantage for them to have to travel back and forth in such a short period of time? Or is that is that a tough thing to overcome, or how do you see that? Well, actually, that's my bold prediction for the international series that we have this okay. season. I okay. Think it's going to be a big disadvantage. They're going to be out. A lot of players have spoke about how it's uncomfortable, the how your sleep's interrupted and stuff, even being there for the one game. And obviously, yeah. you'll be acclimatised after two weeks, but I think being out of your comfort zone and a lot of players might never have been here and stuff. Well, players that have been drafted and stuff. I think they're going to lose both games. Interesting. Falcons, obviously, 
without a quality option at quarterback, but they've strengthened this year, and then the Bills should be a really tough matchup. But yeah, it's an it's an interesting thing they've done. It kind of feels like their owner, um, or said the owner called Khan, is uh, wanting to make the Jaguars a London franchise, and this may be a, another step in in sort of that development. But it's interesting they're, they're going to be away from their families for an extra two weeks as well, or from the homes that they stay in over the season. So it's going to be interesting to see how how that crops up because normally a coach doesn't really want to send their team over to London at all. That that Bills Jags game is go on. I'm certainly not complaining that they've got the extra game because it gives gives us the opportunity to go down to London for the weekend and see the Bills. Yeah, no, that's probably the game I'm looking forward to the most. Obviously, with you supporting Buffalo, always like to go and see the Jags in London, give them a bit of support. Always a great atmosphere. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is a great stadium. So, yeah, that should be a great day out for us. For this podcast, maybe we'll do a bit of podcast content for it. As well, the third English, uh, third UK game, Baltimore Ravens-Titans at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as well. That should be a good one. Lamar Jackson over in the UK. Superstar Factor, of course. Odell and then we'll, a bit of Odell Beckham as well. That'll be good. And um, we'll see how the Titans how the Titans come out this year, looking like they could be in a rebuild. But I kind of I believe, I believe in Mike Vrabel, and I I think he's going to have his team playing hard. So there's three really good matchups there in the um in the UK slate of games, and then move it on to the Germany games. Obviously, I had our first ever Germany game last year in Munich. It was a Bucks. It was a Seahawks. It was a really good occasion. The Germany fans created some sort of atmosphere it had quite a had quite a weird um weird sentimental kind of feel to it they were singing country roads tom brady was getting emotional and uh, it was pretty cool to see but they've got two games this year both of them are in frankfurt the first of those is miami dolphins versus kansas city chiefs that should be an absolute classic there's no way that doesn't get 80 points or whatever and then the other one November 12th, Colts-Pats, a legacy game. Two storied franchises have had massive history over the last couple of decades, and I bet they have such a big following. Each side has such a big following over there in Germany, especially the Patriots. So Germany fans get treated there. And, and I just the, the standards of games that the NFL have put into their international series now has, has gone up massively over the last couple of years. Do you think that's kind of signalling... Uh, the growth of the the game over here, anything is just going to be more and more to come. Uh, I think you can obviously see how much of a higher standard the games we're getting over here are, and I think it signals exciting times for us in terms of what we've heard the commissioner talking about with a possible expansion league or division within Europe. But I think I, I find it quite strange given how successful the the Germany series was in Munich that there isn't hasn't been allocated one game to Munich and one to Frankfurt to give more opportunity and a bit more widespread Spread it access. Out. Yeah, no, it's strange. Did you say that they're they're going to alternate it so every year it'll go back yeah, to Munich next year? Well, yeah. I think that was the plan, but I just find it a bit strange that you got an opportunity to spread it in a much wider way, when, especially when you're providing games of such a high standard. Yeah, it feels like uh, there's just a 
not a lazy move sort of thing, but that's the easier thing they've done just to keep all the, the TV networks and just keep everyone in the same sort of place. But it, it's a strange one. I've got a, I've got a feeling, obviously, Colts, Pats, uh, synonymous game with, with Tom Brady, of course. He's been making some, some noises this off-season. Obviously, he's just retired, making noises about will he come back from retirement, will he own the Raiders and... Stuff like that. So I'm kind of getting the feeling he's going to play a big part in that Colts-Patriots game in Germany. He's, he might be maybe going off the rails a little bit. Maybe his divorce is finally going to hit him. I can see like a little like drunken announcement coming that in that Colts-Patriots game. That's why you were so shit last season. Mm, yeah, yeah, potentially, potentially. Anyway, that's for a different episode. Anyway, move on from the international game. Um, just talk about a few general scheduled takes. And obviously, we'll start with your team, the Buffalo Bills. And you think you've got one of the, the toughest schedules in the league, right? Yeah, well, I think one of the toughest runnings in the league. We've obviously got a tough game to start the Jets in in New York. And we've got Aaron Rodgers on his first game for the Jets. He's going to want to... Mm. He's going to want to impress us. It's a battle we've been looking forward to. We spoke about it on previous episodes. Um, so I think that's that's a tough game to start. And it could could end up being an upset for us Bills fans. But you go into the last seven weeks of the season and we've got a trip to Cincinnati, which obviously is a tough subject after how the season ended last season. Mm. And then a couple of weeks later, we're in Philadelphia to face runners-up Eagles, which is going to be an exciting one, as I touched on. Massive. And after that, straight to Kansas City, another massive one. And then two weeks later, we finish up against the Dolphins, in which I think might be a massive game in terms of getting straight into the playoffs. Division decider, yeah. Yeah. Simulators have suggested that the Dolphins are going to finish on a 13-4 and record with the Bills on 12-5. and Damn. And the Saints... I didn't know the Bills were so light. Uh, the Dolphins were so light. Yeah, I do I, rate their roster a lot. But, but the Jets were going to be the ones that were rated a bit higher after their moves. But that same simulator had the Chiefs at 12-5 and as well. So that yeah. suggests to me that the divisions, the divisional games are going to be tough for us. And I think we'll go four and two within the division. But I think it's a really tough schedule. And I'd probably probably be happy with 12 and five so long as the Dolphins finish with a worse record. Yeah, AFC East looks like it's shaping up to be the toughest division in the NFL. If you came out of that four and two, um, division record I think you'd be very happy with that and you'd probably end up taking the division it is a tough stretch speaking of tough starts New York Giants obviously feeling good about themselves just giving a big contract to Daniel Jones not sure I agree with that decision necessarily didn't show too much for me last year not too much of improvement on what he'd shown previously and yeah it wasn't even that big of a hit um but Dayball won Coach of the Year, and they sort of Quite it was right the best culture. Course. Yeah, it was the best environment that Daniel Jones has had in his fairly short career, and um, the, the, just the general vibes were better for the the Giants. They were winning having, close games. Having Saquon back fully fit was a big bonus for them as well. 
Yeah, obviously that. Yeah, that, that was um that was the key to the offense. Really, that was massive. But this year, I think expectations are a bit higher now. They've made some they've made some moves in free agency, obviously, and there must be a bit more hype over them. They're getting three primetime games over the first four weeks, so I, I'm I'm kind of feeling that um Dable's going to be under pressure early, just after being coach of the year and the. The uh, Giants are going to find themselves like really up against it. This is how their schedule starts. Week one, they play the Cowboys in the season opener for I think it's the seventh time in twelve years, and that's on Sunday night football. Then it's um, then it's the Cardinals that should be easy and no um, Kyler Murray of course. Then it's San Francisco in Thursday night football, the Seahawks on Monday night football, the Dolphins. Uh, just on a on a Sunday, and then the Bills on a Sunday night football again. So there you've got Cowboys, Niners, Seahawks, Dolphins, and Bills. Uh, five of your first six games, and what, three, four of them are on prime time. Three of them are on prime time. Like you're gonna, all the issues are gonna be highlighted. It's gonna be there for all to watch. If you lose two of those prime time games handedly, if you get Whoops, which I feel like they can. I don't feel like there's been that much roster improvement. And yeah, I think you can comfortably say those teams should be better than them. Maybe not the Seahawks you're going to see. But then they've got the Commanders after the Bills and then the Jets after that. And you're expecting big things from Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. So I think Giants are going to be down bad. I think I think they've earned the, the three primetime slots. Maybe not that quick one after the other, but... If you think back to last year, we had the Broncos in prime time. It felt like every week when they were awful. That's what I mean, really. I'm just hoping that we don't get the same because it was it kind of took the the excitement out of prime time, and it was you couldn't. Uh, yeah, there were some awful, awful prime time games last year, and in general, it it does look better. The schedule looks to be a good schedule, sort of thing, if you can say that. Like the the uh, prime time games look better. Obviously, we don't know how good everyone's going to be, but there are 14 playoff rematches from last year's playoffs, which is the most in an NFL uh, season ever. So it's looking like a a good schedule, but with the Giants, I'm oh, I've just closed their schedule down. But yeah, it's um. It's a weird one for them to be in so many prime time early. But moving on to the other New York team, and I, I think they've got a really tough start as well. They're a lot more relevant now. Obviously, uh, Aaron Rodgers has made them relevant already. Five prime time games. I bet I, they've I, not had that. I think I disagree with you a bit there, and I think you'd be. I think that might be a bit harsh because when you look at how the Jets have improved over the last season, it is. It's a bit crazy to see them having the same amount of prime time games as as the Bills, so A-Rod might have had a little bit of an effect, but I think I think they've earned the prime time slots where the short, like, minus the quarterback played with some of the stuff they've shown us over the past year and how much... Yeah, but they won, they won seven games last year, and a lot of them were against backup QBs as well, like, we, we haven't seen anything from them, I, I think it's all the Aaron Rodgers factor. Like, if they were bringing back Zach Wilson, do you think the NFL would have put him... Even on four primetime games, surely not. I mean, you may be no, but um, I I remember what I was saying about um, because you're saying about the Broncos' dodgy start last year, because the Broncos were on primetime week one, and like, but maybe three of the first four weeks, like the Giants 
this upcoming season. I feel like there's a case to be made that Nathaniel Hackett wouldn't have been sacked so early if those games weren't on prime time. It, it was just the whole world was watching. Everyone's on social media talking about it. There's just so much more pressure. And if they're on Sunday at 1pm Eastern or whatever, then you, it doesn't seem as bad. But now you've got the whole national media and, and all the fans jumping on everything because it's looking so bad. So I could see it happening to the Giants as well. Where it's it's Everything's under the microscope. Everything's highlighted. Everything's a lot worse when you're always on prime time. Personally, I don't see... I understand you have more pressure because you're under the eye of more people when you're on prime time. But personally, I don't, I don't see how it can be used. Prime time can be used as an excuse by anyone because you you're still turning up. You're playing the same game. You you're still required to do the same things. And as as an NFL player, you you should want everyone's eyes to be on you. You should want everyone looking at you 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 want to be the best so and and prime time is great for us because we have one one game at a time we get to see the best games but as a player i don't think it really should matter that much no no i i agree it's but it's more about the the way that the teams are perceived sort of thing and the media and the fan reaction and yeah that shouldn't have an impact on the on the like the players and the coaching staff per se, but it, it has an impact on the owners. Like the owners hate it when their teams are getting embarrassed and yeah. and stuff like that. And so that they're gonna let their oh, emotions and yeah, yeah. And you, we see owners making weird decisions, saying weird stuff. Jim Irsay is always weirdly yeah, involved re- recently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they use their emotions in their decision making. So I think it it is a factor. But let's move on. I wanted us to each pick a game. That will have an unexpected impact on the playoff race. So, not necessarily, you know, Bills, um, Bills, Bengals in week seventeen or whenever that would be, um, to decide, you know, two powerhouses who's going to have the number one seed. Maybe two teams that wouldn't necessarily expect to be in there, but the game will have two, two will have a massive say in that playoff race. So, who have you got? I went for the Jags versus the, the Jags at the Titans. In week eighteen, and I think that's a bit interesting. One, you know, everyone's expecting the Titans to be pretty trash. Obviously, um, Willis hasn't worked out for them. Uh, Tannehill, there's been questions around him for years now, whether he's gonna be a Titan or whether he's gonna leave, go somewhere else. Mm. So, I think. Everyone's expecting them to be trash. We've seen Levis fall really late in the draft compared to what we thought, but he's landed at the Titans. What do you think regarding that? Do you think he could have them in a position where the, where this game does have massive implications? Because you would expect the Jags to be well up there in that division. Yeah, I think it would. I've not seen the odds for the AFC South, but I think the, the Jaguars should be pretty clear favourites they finished the season so well last year and obviously had that they come back from 28 nothing against the Chargers in the wild card that was pretty impressive really showed that, mm. that talent that was raved about when he got drafted for the first time yeah. the stretch that season and I think I think we we might see big things from the Jags this season now yeah he made that year two year two leap didn't he I just think the Titans 
this Titans team is is lacking a hell of a lot of talent, and I did touch on it earlier. I think Mike Vrabel's always the sort of guy he is, the sort of coach he is. He's always going to have his team playing hard and whatever, and I think they probably will do better than what most people are expecting. But I think more likely is this: the Jags are resting a few starters week eighteen because they already have the division sewn up. I'll move it on to a my game that I expect to have an unexpected impact. On the playoff race, and I've actually gone with two because I'm a selfish bastard. First up, Bucks at Panthers, Week 18, final week of the season. This game decided the NFC South in Week 17 last year. It was a, a massive Sam Darnold game, not massive in a good way. But he um, pitched after making a few good starts. Mike Evans threw, uh, caught those three long touchdown passes, and, and that felt good. But probably people are expecting Saints, maybe Derek Carr, the... He's the only really known quantity at quarterback in that division, probably expecting the Saints to win the NFC South, but I think it'll be between these two. I really like Bryce Young. What do you say? Would you not put Baker up there with Derek Carr? Um, not after everything. You can depend on Derek Carr more, can't you? I think, I think Baker will grow this year. More experience, but I would put them on similar sort of... Interesting. Well, they're not definitely not getting paid the same. Yeah. I think Derek's car is getting paid about thirty million more. Um, but yeah, I can see that one divide. Uh, deciding a tight NFC South probably don't need too many wins to win that again this year. And then my other one was Steelers at Seahawks, week seventeen. I can really see this one deciding who makes that wild card race in both the AFC and the NFC. Geno Smith's got yet more wide receiver talent around him now with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Really like what Pete Carroll's doing with the Seahawks then, but I expect them to probably be a wild card team behind San Francisco, maybe. I'm not sure. But anyway, like the Steelers, like Kenny Pickett to make a bit of a leap in this um, in his year too, and you have to trust Mike Tomlin to, uh, to have the Steelers there or thereabouts. Right, let's move on to a bit of week one analysis. Wanted to take a look at the first week. Friday the 8th of September is when it all kicks off. Lions versus the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. It's Thursday night football. First game of the season. The Chiefs are seven point favourites. Um, what do you think then? Just uh, Do you think the Lions will carry on building sort of thing under Dan Campbell? Or were they sort of a plucky team that, that outperformed who they were last year? I think they'll continue to grow. They've obviously... We've made moves, possibly looking a bit more to the future. With they've obviously lost Jamal Williams and they traded away DeAndre Swift, so maybe the they know that it's going to take time to get where they want to be. They've obviously brought a quarterback in, looking to when they finally decide to get rid of Goff. Who I'm not mm. going to say it too much because he had a great season last season at times, but I think they will push on this season, but. I don't think there's much chance of them doing anything in week one against the Chiefs. That is fair enough. Then uh, Sunday night football, Cowboys-Giants already touched upon that. Eagles-Patriots is uh, Monday night, first part of the doubleheader, and then we've got the Bills and the Jets to round it off. Um, start again for us. Massive. Money team. Rodgers, I can't wait for that. Rodgers' first game as well against the Bills. Woo! I think if, uh, if 
if you remember, wait, it's in, it's in New York, the game, isn't it? I was going to say, I think. Yeah. I think if I remember rightly, Rogers has never actually won in Buffalo. Damn. Still won't have. But yeah, no, I, can't forget, Rogers is Rogers, and he's got Nathaniel Hackett there, but they, they still got to put a new offense together. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting, that Jets start to the season. So we were looking at all the spreads. The week one spreads are already out. Obviously quite likely to change before week one, but who do you like at the minute? What spreads are out there that, you, that you're that you taking a fancy to? Well, I really like the Jags minus 3.5 over the Colts. Obviously, mm, I agree. On both teams, we expect the Jags to push on. <laughs> Colts have obviously I highly rated the the move to bring Richardson in. Uh, is it Richardson? Is that him? Yeah, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, yeah. Anthony. I rated, rated that move to bring him in. He was probably my favourite quarterback out of the, the crop. But, as we know, he only played 13 games in college. Very inexperienced. I think it's going to take a lot of time. Well, maybe not a lot of time, but it's going to take time for him to blossom and I think that minus 3.5, I think quite surprised that it's only 3.5, to be honest. Yeah, no, I'd definitely like it. Like, no one's even sure who the Colts will be starting there at quarterback, even, so yeah. Even if it's Minshew, you would expect it to be a pretty definitely, big yeah. win for the Jags. Yeah, no, I like, I like that a lot. Give me one other spread you like and a bold take for week one as well. So, the other spread that I've chosen is the Panthers plus three of the Falcons. I think it's going to be a massive game for the division to set the tone. Obviously, Bryce Young coming in. I think he's I think he's going to have a big statement game to start. Mm, week Obviously, one statement game. Mm. He's going to ball out. He's going to get three touchdowns. Damn. 250 passing yards. Mm. And he's going to leave them Falcons regretting the fact that they didn't select a quarterback because Desmond mm-hmm. Ritter ain't shit. Well, mate, they could have moved up to uh, number one to get Bryce Young themselves, didn't they? Obviously, the yeah. Panthers moved from, from nine, I think, was it? So... Obviously, they selected Bijan, which is which could prove to be a great move as well. But I think, I think, I think the rookie of the game... It's going to be Bryce Young, and he's going to outshine them all. Of the week. I, I like the Dolphins plus two and a half. Wait, that was good from you, Reese. by the way. Thank you. Trying to play a drop. Trying to play a drop, but it just forgot. Uh, it just won't load. <laughs> Keeps confusing me when you start talking, and I just, it just... Nothing. I like the Dolphins plus two and a half. Over the charges, I didn't necessarily think they'd be underdogs, let alone by two and a half points. Expecting both of those offenses to be to be explosive, but I, I trusted Miami Dolphins more than I trusted Chargers. Trust the offense more than I yeah. trust the Chargers offense. I probably trust the defense more and the coaching. So give me give me all of that two and a half. I think I tend to agree with you there, but obviously we see now how. Problematic it can be when Tua gets hit. So maybe a bit of Bosa hitting him. Maybe the, mm. the bookies can foresee that and uh, see the Dolphins having problems there. But obviously we touched on how good the Dolphins are expected to be via simulation. So I think I think them to be underdogs there is a bit of a no-brainer to back them. 
I also like the Cowboys minus three over the Giants. That's in prime time. As we said, as I said, I'm expecting maybe the Giants to get off to a bit of a stumbling start. Don't think they're as good as they're being made out to be. And the Cowboys should be one of the NFC's powerhouses this year. I also like the Bills minus one over the Jets again in prime time. Are you on your um? Are you backing your Bills? Or are you uh, a bit afraid of Aaron Rodgers? Well, I'd like to think we're gonna win, but obviously, massive game for Rodgers. That's, that's another great one there from me. I think. Yeah, that was a drop that I tried to play about uh, about three minutes ago. But okay, go on. You're a bit late to the party. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I think. It's going to be a tough one for us, obviously. You know what? You know how I feel about backing my own team when it comes to the old gambling. So I think I, I my, my my gut would be telling me to spike the Jets plus one, <laughs> and then at least I win a bit of money if it goes wrong. Yeah, don't like that defeatist attitude. Sometimes I swear that you actually hate Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. But I'll give you my bold take uh, take for week one. Didn't say the Bears minus two and a half on the spread. They've got the Packers. But I like Justin Fields for NFC Offensive Player of the Week. I'm expecting a big leap from Justin Fields this year. Showed us what he can do on the ground. Looked as explosive as, as uh, Lamar Jackson even at points last year. They've got DJ Moore. They've made big upgrades in free agency. Got the tackle in the draft. Coming out about him this week, though, in terms of apparently a lot of members of the front office of the Bears aren't convinced that Fields has what it takes as a passer. Oh, I think he's going to develop. Like, I think he will take that step forward. He's got a he's got a true number one. Wide receiver now for the first time. He's shown in college and already in the NFL that he's got the deep ball. So, yeah, it's going to be one of the main storylines to watch for me this year is can Justin Fields put it all together and start to look like a real maybe top five quarterback. But let's finish the episode there. It's run a bit longer than we wanted. Nothing too crazy you can say about the schedule release, but we hope you've enjoyed the episode today. Watch out for another release later in the week. We should be looking at the over and under win totals for every team in the NFL, giving a bit of analysis, our thoughts on every team and predicting whether, they, whether they'll go over or under their win total predictions that are on the, the bookmaking websites. You know what I'm talking about. Right, goodbye from me. Goodbye from Reese. Bye. Bye.